Welcome to the Bethany Covenant Church Sermon Podcast. We are a multi-generational community in Berlin, Connecticut. Our services are held Sundays at 9.30 a.m., and you can find out more about us at www.bethanycovenant.org. This morning we gather, as we do each week, to listen to God's Word and to seek to respond it, to seek to have our, our lives more faithfully reflect the Word that God reveals to us. We worship God as the giver of every good gift. And in this season and during this particular sermon series, we're focusing on God's gift of hope. The Apostle Peter writes, don't worry or be afraid. Instead, you must worship Christ as Lord of your life. And if someone asks about your hope as a believer, always be ready to explain it. These past couple of weeks, I've really been gripped by that phrase that Peter uses. He says, if someone asks you about the hope you have as a believer, it's as if Peter is assuming that our hope as believers in Jesus will be really obvious to those who are looking at our lives. Maybe somebody has asked you, hey, where'd you get those shoes? Or where'd you find that jacket? Or maybe there are some souvenirs in your home from some trips you've taken, and as people come over, they ask questions about what they see, and that leads uh, to a story about that souvenir and that trip, that journey. People noticing things about us tend to lead to questions, which can then lead to stories. If I'm wearing shorts in the summer, someone might look at me and say, where did you get all those scratches on your legs? And my story is three words, hiking in briars. The Apostle Peter is asking us to be ready for that question. Where'd you get that hope? How can you be so hope-filled? Why does your life overflow with hope? We know that our hope is intended to run deep in our lives, but it's also meant to be visible on the surface. Our hope is meant to be evident in a way that leads to people asking questions that then lead to stories to be shared. As we began this series last week, focusing on hope, Pastor Diane reminded us that sometimes our hope can be strengthened as we take a look back, as we look back at the people who came before us to be encouraged by their examples of faith and faithfulness. We think about the saints who have come before us, followers of Jesus who paved the way for our own faith. And we look at their stories and we learn from them and we see how those stories turned out and we find ourselves encouraged. We see in their stories the thread of God's faithfulness. Those stories from the past encourage us and they strengthen and deepen our own hope. And we recognize too as we look at their stories that each of us has a story as well. Each of us have stories of God's goodness and faithfulness. Those stories aren't just locked in the past, not just found in the Bible or even in the lives of those who have come before us, but those stories include us. We recognize that we look at our stories and see God there. Or maybe it's even more appropriate to say we look at the big story of God and find ourselves there. As we look at the stories of our lives, we recognize that there are some parts of our story that have yet to be written. 
Because whether we're just a few years old or have many years to our credit, we recognize we're somewhere in the middle of the story of our lives. And we're probably today each finding ourselves in the middle of some particular story or episode or chapter. In the story of our lives, we're a few chapters in, but we don't know for sure how things are going to turn out. And maybe that's the way your life feels right now. Maybe you very much today feel like you're in the middle of a story or in the middle of a chapter and you're not really sure where things are headed or how this is going to turn out. Maybe you're in the middle of a story that's begun to unfold over the past few weeks or past several months as you received a diagnosis or are facing a a relationship challenge or there's a job change or a parenting uncertainty or there's a new opportunity that you're exploring and maybe you're excited about. Sometimes it is exciting to be in the middle of our stories. Sometimes we're excited to see how things will turn out. It's like we're in the middle of a really good book and we stay up late just reading that one more chapter or really engrossed by a, uh, a show or a podcast and we just click that one next episode. But oftentimes, exciting isn't the word we'd use to describe the stories that we're in the middle of. Sometimes the story of our now is a story of uncertainty or pain or confusion or loss. And the Apostle Paul knew all too well from his own life experience that pain and suffering are all too often very much part of our stories, very much a part of human existence. And as Paul writes his letters to Christians seeking to be faithful and following Jesus, he doesn't gloss over or deny these pain, painful experiences and difficulties. But Paul does want to help us put them in perspective. Paul wrote a letter to, Christian, to the Christians in Rome who were often suffering because of their faith in Jesus Christ. They were persecuted, they were oppressed. They were in the middle of a story and I imagine for them it was a little difficult to see that it was going to turn out with a happy ending. And in Romans 8 we see that Paul tells these believers in Jesus, I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. For the creation waits in eager expectation for the children of God to be revealed. For the creation was subjected to frustration, not by its own choice, but by the will of the one who subjected it, in hope that the creation itself will be liberated from its bondage to decay and brought into the freedom and glory of the children of God. We know that the whole creation has been groaning as in the pains of childbirth right up to the present time. Not only so, but we ourselves who have the first fruits of the Spirit groan inwardly as we wait eagerly for our adoption to sonship, the redemption of our bodies. For in this hope we were saved. But hope that is seen is no hope at all. Who hopes for what they already have? But if we hope for what we do not yet have, we wait for it patiently. And so Paul doesn't hide from the reality of the painfulness that's often part of our own stories, these stories we're in the middle of. 
In fact, he paints a picture of suffering and brokenness as he says, all of creation is, is broken and crying out and groaning, waiting for that day when true and final redemption will come at the return of Jesus Christ. And Paul says, as part of creation, as creatures ourselves, we feel that inward groaning. We sense that things aren't all right. And we have this longing within us, a longing, this hope that our, this, this story that we're part of and in the middle of will turn out with a redemptive ending. And Paul encourages us that there will come a day when the glory that's revealed in us is actually going to make our current story, our deep and present sufferings, pale in comparison. But in the meantime, Paul acknowledges it can be tough to be in the middle of that story, that there's groaning deep in our gut, that there's longing for full redemption as God's children. And this, Paul tells us, is where hope comes from. He says, your hope is found in your salvation that you have found through faith in Jesus Christ. Anyone who places his faith or her faith in Jesus is given this gift of new life, of eternal life, abundant life, the gift of the Spirit, and the Spirit speaks hope into our lives. We're given this gift of a hope that resides right alongside that churning, groaning, unsettledness that's within us as well. In the middle of all of that, we wait patiently, Paul says. Who hopes for what they already have? But if we hope for what we do not yet have, we wait for it patiently. Paul reminds us that our hope can be strengthened if we look at the past, look at the stories of those who have come before us, but the real value of hope comes in looking to the future. The things we already have in the here and now, Paul says, don't require hope. We've got them. Now, the physical things we have, we don't know for certain whether we'll even have them tomorrow, but the things we've already been given and that we can already see and have already accomplished don't need hope. We just have to be aware of them. Paul says our hope is actually what anchors our souls in the uncertainty of the now as we look to the future and trust the faithfulness of God. And because we can believe in God's goodness and faithfulness, we choose to trust in God and place our hope in him. And then Paul writes, we wait patiently. We put our hope in God and then wait patiently for God to do what he can do and be true to his word and bring about our redemption. Or maybe we don't wait so patiently because waiting is hard and it can be hard to be patient, especially as we feel deep in our souls this groaning, this longing, this unfinished and unsettled feeling. It's not always easy to live with. And it's hard to be patient as we hear news reports and look at situations around the world and it's all too obvious that not all is well in the world. Everywhere we look, it seems we find so much violence, so many disappointments, such profound tragedy. And we find ourselves giving voice to that groaning that's deep within us and saying along with many of the Psalms in the Bible, how long, Lord? How long? When will you act? When will you show up? 
when will you act and do the things that only you can do and that we are trusting in, counting on you to do? And it can be hard to be patient in the waiting for God to answer and to act. To be patient when God's timetable seems so confusing or frustrating. Paul reminds us it's the Holy Spirit who gives us a ray of hope and a glimpse of a better future. He says those who have been, who have been saved through faith in Jesus have been given what he calls the first fruits of the Spirit. The first fruits of what Paul calls elsewhere in his writings, a deposit, that God gives us his Holy Spirit as a deposit saying, I'm good for my word. You can count on me. God has given us his only son, Jesus. He's given us his Holy Spirit. And he's going to give us every good thing. God will be faithful. He'll give us everything we truly need and things beyond even our wildest hopes. And as we wait, he's given us reason for hope. He's given us the gift of hope. And it's when we're in the middle of our story that we need that hope, and it's when that hope buoys us. Paul says we don't hope for what we already have. Hope shows up when things are unseen and unknown. Hope matters in the middle. It matters in the now. We heard read earlier that it was by faith that Abraham obeyed when God called him to leave home and go to another land that God would give him as his inheritance. He went without knowing where he was going. God had told Abraham and Sarah to leave their home and go to a place, and God said, I'll, just, I'll tell you when you get there. He didn't give them a destination. He didn't tell them an address that they could punch into their GPS so they could see the route and be given an estimated time. They just had to go, relying in hope and moving forward in faith that God would be faithful and good and that because of God's faithfulness and goodness, their story would end well. When we're in the middle of our stories, we experience that sense of the unknown. And so hope, the hope that God gives us actually provides us an opportunity to focus not on those unknowns or uncertainties of our stories right now, but to focus instead on the love and the faithfulness and the goodness of God through all time. This is what the stories in the Bible tell us again and again. In fact, we could say this is the big story of the Bible, that God loves us and is worthy of our love and the commitment of our lives, that God has given us hope through Jesus Christ and that that hope does not disappoint us and never will. These stories of God's love and faithfulness we know aren't just found in the Bible. We see them in the lives of the saints who go before us and we hear these stories as we share them with one another. We hear stories and we find our hope renewed and deepened. And we realize too that God has given us the gift of one another to share those stories and encourage each other. This morning, I've, invi I've invited Rob Satterberg to come and share a bit of the story that he is in the middle of. Welcome, Rob. So, Rob, before we talk about hope, 
tell us a little bit about what's this story that uh, you're in the middle of right now. Thanks, Pastor. I was um, um, going to my physical exam with my doc in the spring, and I said, you know, I've got some complaints. I got this fatigue. I'm tired all the time and like to find out what's going on. So we looked into it. Um, so we found some anemia. Okay, what's the source of the anemia? So it started a six-month journey of, of just testing and trying to figure out what was happening. Why didn't I feel good like I used to? In the middle of that, one of the things they did was a CT scan, and that's where they found some suspicious lymph node issues. And finally, after a biopsy, I said, you have a type of blood cancer called follicular lymphoma. Well, now I've got my answer. It was hard to wait. It was hard to go through that process of not knowing what was going on. But the good news was it's slow growing, it's very treatable, and you know, we've got this. Let's, let's go to work on it. So my journey right now is just in the middle of beginning treatments for that. I've been um, feeling well on the treatments and um, have good confidence in the oncologist, and I'm so appreciative for all the people that uh, have been a part of this process mm -hmm. and, and helping to, uh, uh, to do the right thing related to this diagnosis. Well, we have been and will be praying for you in the, in the middle of all this. Um, so I can only imagine as you hear that diagnosis and begin these treatments, I'm sure you have a hoped-for outcome. Um, but could you tell us a bit about how, in the middle and with a really unknown outcome at this point, how are you finding hope and, and what does hope look like for you right now? Yeah, I think that um, the good news and bad news always comes with these kinds of things. Bad news is they really aren't sure they can cure this kind, but they can help it so that you can live with it for quite a while, get it into remission. And so part of my hope is that these treatments and uh, continued watching will allow me to continue to have a, a good quality of life and uh, maybe a number of years. And so, you know, there's some ability to take hope in the medical answers and to the limitation of anxiety and fear based on uh, the oncologist doesn't seem particularly worried and uh, and my family and friends are very uh, strong in their encouragement so i i take hope from all of those things um, waiting patiently is the challenge as mm -hmm. you say and knowing you do a treatment and then you wait for the next scan and see what the results have been, and if they're not enough, well, they've got something else that they can do to help to try to make it uh, uh, the type of cancer that you can live with. Mm. Several of, of the friends here at church who've said, you know, I'm living with cancer, they shared with me, and it's like, yeah, I know, I know, you've been through it. And there are many people in the congregation here today and at home who've faced much more difficult things than I am, but I appreciate the opportunity to just say what it feels like to be in the middle like this. How about if I pray for you? Absolutely. Yeah. Loving Father, we thank you for our brother, Rob. We thank you for your faithfulness to him. God, we thank you for strengthening his hope and uh, for your presence with him. Thank you for those who rally around him, family and uh, friends who 
provide prayer support and also tangible expressions of love and care and concern. God, we do pray um, with boldness for an excellent outcome for Rob, that you would heal him. God, that you would give him uh, a story that includes your provision and healing and faithfulness. And God, we trust, as we entrust him into your care, trust that you do have good in store for him and in mind for him, a good future, God, that you truly know best. So God, would you strengthen him when his uh, hope is sapped? Would you uh, give him physical strength over the course of these treatments? Give him and his doctors wisdom as they move forward. And God, I thank you for uh, Rob and his, his witness and life among us. Pray your richest blessing on him. Amen. Thank you. Can I say one more thing? Of course. The miracle in all of this is the uh, experience of peace that I feel because of your prayers, because of your encouragement. And uh, for a person who can sometimes be anxious, uh, it's a miracle when I'm really feeling in God's care and in peace. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. As God's children, we trust that the one who has adopted us is faithful and true. God's love is something that gives us hope that can sustain us through these times of, of uncertainty um, and even what looks like pretty, pretty bad and sad news. And we find ourselves caught up in this groaning that all of creation is wrestling with. And Paul says, not only so, but we ourselves groan. We who have the first fruits of the Spirit groan inwardly as we wait eagerly for our adoption as daughters and sons, the redemption of our bodies. For in this hope we were saved, but hope that is seen is no hope at all. Who hopes for what they already have? But if we hope for what we do not yet have, we wait for it as patiently as we can. Would you join me in prayer? Loving God, we do thank you for the gift of hope that you have given us through salvation in the name of your son, Jesus. God, we ask that you would renew our hope when it flags, that you'd give us patience when it runs thin. Help us to keep our eyes on Jesus and to notice his presence among us as your spirit works in our here and now. And God, keep our eyes on our future glory and full redemption that you have promised us in Christ. We pray in his name, amen.